0: Joining me is Marty Groman. He's running for Congress as an independent. Well, I'm pleased to welcome in the studio today, Marty Groman. Hello, Marty. Thank you,
1: Cynthia. Yeah, this is great. Thanks for having me. A real studio.
0: (laughs) A real Uh, studio. My
1: podcast, The Main Show, is all done on the fly.
0: (laughs) Well, I appreciate very much um, you taking the time to speak with me this afternoon. So let's jump right into it. Are you having fun running for Congress?
1: I am, yeah, thanks for asking. I mean, I'm having a blast. I'm talking to so many people. Uh, uh, voters are super engaged. I'm getting all kinds of good feedback. And uh, uh, this is my uh, my third campaign. And, and uh, it's the highest level one that I've undertaken yet. And it's been uh, super rewarding. And uh, just, you know, I've got a really great team too, which is is great, and uh, so yes, thank you for asking. And I know you've you've done a lot of uh, extensive uh, political experience, and so you know how it is. But yeah, I am having a good time. I'm
0: glad. <laughs> uh, in a recent article uh, with regard to President Trump, there was a quote by you that said that when Trump's right, you're with him, and when he's wrong, you're not. Is that fair?
1: Yeah, you know, I think overall what I've tried to do in my legislative service and and, uh, what I will do in my uh, work in Congress is uh, I avoid any kind of, of, um, you know, personal attacks. I don't get involved with anything like that. I think in my role as a representative, it's one of the things that's made me particularly effective. I'm an independent. I just work hard for the people all the time, and I don't get involved. In party politics, so if you know, I appreciate uh, you know something I'm passionate about is is uh, is, is you know basic access to health care. If, if if the president was uh, advancing a plan that I thought would uh, uh, improve in that area, I certainly wouldn't uh, cast it aside uh, just because uh, you know of what office it came from.
0: My question is: Could you give me an example of something that President Trump has done right?
1: I mean, I appreciate a focus on um, a growing economy and, uh, and national defense, and I think those things. Uh, another thing that I'm really passionate about is uh, uh, technical careers, and uh, you know, when when he's making progress in those areas, I think those things are good. I think those things help the people of Maine and help our economy overall. Uh, I think when he is the president, and I have immense respect for the office of the presidency, obviously, but when the president himself is not working in a bipartisan manner to get things done, then, you know, I always think that's unfortunate, um, you know, because I always try to keep my focus on on just getting things done, and, and that's the way I look at stuff.
0: I think uh, the public record uh, is that you supported the Trump and the Republican tax cuts at the national level. Is that true?
1: Uh, yes. Uh, the, there are elements of it that I thought were uh, um, were positive. Yes, that's true.
0: So had you been in the House of Representatives as the first congressional district congressman, would you have voted to support the uh, Excuse me, the Trump tax cuts?
1: You know, I think that I. Uh, I would have been there as an independent and I would have worked really hard. I think that we, any time that we get into this oppositional stance in legislating, because you know, I mean, you've had this experience, you don't benefit from the input of both sides. I always think that's unfortunate. No, but you uh, do have
0: to vote, yes or no, and so the question just correct. is would you vote for it?
1: Well, I think, you know, there are core elements of the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act that I think I believe in American business. I I, st- I started a uh, company down in Biddeford. I know. Which so I'm are, are you not going to
0: answer the question that whether or not you would have supported the tax cuts? I'm just curious. I mean, I I'm, I want to get to your business, but that was just a a yes or no.
1: I'm getting there. Okay. Okay. It's, well, we only have a half an hour, <laughs> and I would,
0: there's a lot that I'd like to talk about. Okay, so I would appreciate yeah, it if you I could look, just.
1: We we'll look forward to it. Okay. So. And in that in that small business we. I hired a young man named Jamie started with me in 2001 at 1050 or so an hour. He bought a house, got married, has kids, heading off to college, and is now the plant manager and is on a track to a six-figure salary. Are you
0: concerned that Jamie is also going to be burdened with $21 trillion of federal debt as a result of the tax cuts?
1: I mean, I'm proud of the way that 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 progress that he made and our company made. And I think for American business, and particularly American small business, leveling out the corporate tax rate to where the rest of the world is, and at another element of that is that uh, as we, I worked for General Electric Plastics early in my career, I'm a chemical engineer, and um, we, GE paid a 0% corporate tax rate. So um, we, at a small business, never could do anything like that, right? So you, I think the leveling of the playing field is very important. And I think that's really good for American small business and Maine small business. And if the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act gets that done, I think that's really good. And campaigning within the last couple of weeks, I've toured four Maine manufacturers that made investments directly spurred by the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. So I think that's production that's coming to the United States, to Maine, that's jobs that are growing here in Maine. So, yes, of course I'm worried about the deficit. All of us should be worried about the deficit. So, I think anything that we want to do, um, I mean, there's this great uh, Paul Sangas quote, right? A strong economy is the engine that drives all social progress, right? So, we, we, wanna, we want that strong economy and, you know, we just we have to work to find that balance.
0: Do you believe that the strong economy, um, that we have right now is sustainable.
1: Um, I think we got to work hard on it. You know, I think that any of these things that we do in policy take constant effort and constant hard work. I think it takes working together. I don't think any one um, party has the uh, monopoly on all the good ideas. And I think I've been able in the main house to advance things that come from both sides in a collaborative manner. And so look, yeah, if we if we don't keep working together, if this, this whole uh, partisan cage match doesn't, uh, you know, we don't find a way out of that, the whole thing is like professional wrestling now, um, yeah, we're going to be in trouble. And I think that we need independent voices down in Congress that will advance the best ideas all the time and not just try to make sure the other side doesn't get a win. And that's, essentially what my candidacy is about. So yeah, we got to keep after this stuff or we will have trouble. There's no question about it.
0: So you identify as an independent and can you identify any other members of Congress who are independents? I uh,
1: I cannot. So you
0: would be the only independent. Yes, activist.
1: there's a non-voting representative from the Marianas Islands, but you know what? 45% of this country is independent now. You know, what I see with the parties, look, I, I don't have a problem with Republicans or Democrats. I I think they're both great. It's the two of them together that's the problem, right? We've created this situation now where we have this intense desire to make sure the other side doesn't get a win instead of just advancing the best policy. And I think that's the real problem. I think we need some independence. We've got uh, a great group of independents in the main house. We have independents running all over the country. Uh, there's actually uh, 35 independents uh, on their way, and you know, I hope we get as many wins as we can because uh, we need it. Uh, Which, um,
0: what party are you going to caucus with if you are elected as an independent for Maine's first congressional district?
1: Yeah, thanks for asking that. So, I, I think the fact that you even have to ask that is indicative of the problem. You well, know, I don't I'm,
0: have to ask it, I want to ask it because. As you probably know, you're not going to serve on a committee unless you caucus with a party, and it seems like it's going to be a challenge for you to fix any problems if you're not on a committee. So I'm curious how you how how you're going to be on a committee. I and just actually think that's serve.
1: that's that's completely wrong. There's you know George Washington wasn't. i or independ- the process is wrong. Uh, the process is wrong. Okay. The the uh, it, it, it's incorrect that I won't be assigned to a committee. I tell you what. I'm on a committee in the main house and I will be on a committee down there in Congress. Uh, there's no, George Washington was an independent. There's nothing that says that parties control people being on committees. That's entirely incorrect. Uh, we have legal opinions that back that up. There's. Uh, You know, parties don't have the keys to that kind of thing, and I will be working hard on behalf of the people in Maine, and I tell you what, I'm gonna be more effective, not less effective as an independent.
0: So I guess I'm unclear of what you're saying. You're not going to caucus with either party, or you haven't decided? I'm
1: not going to caucus with either party. I'm an independent, I believe in in, in that we need more independent voices down in U.S. Congress, and why would I go down there and join one of the warring factions? I'm down there to be in the middle, to get the work done, to make sure everybody's heard from, that I'm not just representing the position of one of these political parties that that tells people how to vote and they'll say things like, I know this vote isn't right for your district and things like that. That's not what I'm here to do. I'm here to represent the people of Maine entirely and not the position of a particular political party.
0: Have any uh, leaders of either political party reached out to you to either offer um an invitation to the caucus or to make a representation to you about where you would stand in their caucus should you join them?
1: No, I, you know, I'm, I'm cordial, I'm easy to get a hold of, but I am, uh, I'm an independent.
0: Now, are you hoping to brand yourself in the vein of Senator Angus King?
1: You know, even be mentioned in the same sentence as Senator Angus King is a great honor. Uh, he's an amazingly uh, successful entrepreneur and uh, member of the Senate and obviously governor. Uh, when I was starting my business he was a, a wonderful ally. He has uh, my decking product on his home and I know that he went out of his way to make that happen and it's the kind of thing that he does. Can you uh, give an
0: example? I know I personally know from experience that Senator King ran on a uh platform similar to yours in that he hoped to be a bridge down in Washington to uh, heal in some respects as best yep. he could the partisan atmosphere. Um, can you give an example of when he's actually done that with any legislation?
1: When uh, Senator King has uh, been acted as a bridge on legislation? Yeah, that
0: he's actually been, that, that, that it's worked, that he's somehow <laughs> done anything <laughs> as an independent I mean, that he I couldn't I, do as a, as a member of our party.
1: I'm sure there are lots of them, Um, you know, and and I think he is, uh, you know, when you think about energy issues, I think of Angus as being uh, particularly capable at making a complex issue into uh, uh, a simple everyday thing that people can understand. Uh, An example is, you know, demand charge and energy is an incredibly complex thing that's hard to explain. If Angus were here, you know, everyone would understand it in 30 seconds because he can just lay it out. So I, I think he's got that a great capability.
0: Um, with respect to um, your earlier statement that regardless of my understanding that unless you caucus with a committee in the House of Representatives, you will not serve on committee, I, I understand that you disagree with me and you may be right. Um, and if you are right, and if you win, what committees would you like to serve on?
1: You know, my goal is to get on the House Armed Services Committee. I think that uh, having a member of uh, Maine's delegation on the House Armed Services Committee is almost a, uh, an obligation or uh, uh, certainly an important goal, because I really believe in Bath, Irons, Bath Iron Works and Portsmouth's Naval Shipyard, and I think, those two facilities drive so much of the economic livelihood of Maine that we absolutely have to support them 100% all the time, every day, and I'm committed to doing that.
0: Do you believe President Trump is an honest man?
1: Um, you know, I try to stay away from any kind of uh, of a, a judgment like that. I, uh, Why? Let me, t- let me give you an example, I, um, I've worked in the main legislature for, for a while now, as, as you know, and, and you've got a lot of experience, I think more than I do, but oftentimes, one of the things that I enjoy, you know it's hard work, it's a tough slog, you're always, uh, you know, it can be just a really difficult job and long days and you feel like you're not getting anywhere. What is really rewarding a lot of the times is constituent service. You, you, somebody calls you up with an issue or problem, and you know the right person, you know the commissioner of the Department of Labor or something, and you can get some statute interpreted or something like that. Because I'm always so careful to just keep building bridges, I generally have been successful on behalf of my constituents. I've, I told you, I avoid any kind of personal attack. Now, it has happened it, to me- Do you
0: think it's a personal attack, commenting on the honesty of the President in the United States?
1: Um, you know, it's something that I, I I don't want to give a judgment on that, but it's something that I would stay away from.
0: Well, let but, me ask you this. Are you concerned with the President of the United States and his behavior and his tweeting and his erratic um, swings in um, what seem to be like emotional tantrums from my perspective? But are, are you? do you share concerns about the President of the United States?
1: I share a concern that anything that is not you know improving education jobs in the economy and taking on the opioid crisis is taking away from what we might do by working together that's for sure so uh yeah i mean I, any any kind of uh of a lack of decorum around uh, around that i i do i think is unfortunate i, I uh, um you know i i i wish uh, sometimes uh he would handle himself differently on on some of those things I think I think like we all do you know I mean you know nobody's perfect but uh, I think like I said if if we're not um, you know I think our job is to work on behalf of our constituents to improve things for them take on issues for them and our job is not to kind of tear down the other side so I'm always going to be somebody who's going to avoid anything like that
0: do you believe that the job of the House of Representatives is to provide a check on the power of the executive branch?
1: You know I think first through within the 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 vaunted United States Constitution I'm a proud American we we have created this system that works in this remarkable fashion to, to keep the, the uh, executive branch and the legislative branch and the judicial branch uh, all complementing each other and when needed, providing a check on each other. I think in those scenarios, having had this experience in the main House of Representatives, you, you're a large legislative body. If you can't find a way to come to agreement, you certainly uh, have no chance to be on essentially equal constitutional footing with, with the executive. So um, I think being uh, bipartisan in anything that you do is incre- extra important in, those, in any situation like that. Like don't you know, talk about tariffs, we go on about tariffs all the time. You know what, unless Congress were to find a way to act in, in in a bipartisan manner, Congress isn't gonna have anything to say about those that. So we, you know, I think it's kind of ironic to, to have an individual congressperson talk a lot about tariffs in when in fact an individual congressperson who cannot build a large consensus has no actual say over tariffs.
0: Speaking of individuals who can build consensus though, if you're one of 435 members of the House, mm-hmm. how can you, provide a stronger or better check on the executive branch than a member of the Democratic Party?
1: I mean, I look, I know I can't change Congress by myself, but if we keep sending people down there who will work together to fix things and not fight with each other, we will change the direction of this country, and that's what I'm on my way to do, and I believe that others will join me.
0: Now, you want to replace Congresswoman Pingree. Yep. And can you give an example of um, when she has engaged in any hyper-partisanship or has used her party, um, put her party ahead of the interests of the voters in the first congressional district? Was there something that really got you pumped up to to run against her? Uh,
1: I have immense respect for Congresswoman Pingree. just the utmost respect. I mean, you know, it's funny you know how it is campaigning. We see each other all the time, and uh, we're both out there working hard. Um, I think uh, within the confines of of the Democratic Party, uh, you know, Congresswoman Pingree has has done a good job of, of Finding areas of consensus, but I do think I mean if it, any voting record would show you that she's a very very partisan So well, um, let, uh, let me
0: stop you there though because um, in 2014 um, Congresswoman Pingree as a member of the um, Committee was able to pass the um, she's a member of the House Appropriations Committee And she was able to pass in 2014 the local farm foods and jobs act with The Republicans in the majority of the House. Now I would say that that's a pretty good example of working in a bipartisan fashion to accomplish good things for Maine. Is is there another example of when she... I'm just curious if there's anything that you can think of that she's actually done that's in your mind partisan.
1: You mean it was sort of like a a piece of legislation that she was not successful in passing or or something like that? Anything,
0: anything. Why do you think you're more qualified than she is for this job?
1: Many reasons, uh, but certainly um, not being part of a political party, I just think, puts you in a much— Better position to start any discussion. You know, I had that experience in in the main House of Representatives, and I, I know it to be true. I mean, I I think that you, you know, if you have that D or R next to your name, uh, you know, wonderful people, lots of friends and supporters. I have I have uh, nothing but good things to say, but, uh, you you know, you you aren't going to be able, sometimes to uh, to break free of that. That's just. Uh, that's just the way that it is and you know for whatever reason the United States we've we've ended up with uh, with two parties that are you know almost like uh, you know created this 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 cage match with each other and and uh, uh, they're very concerned about the other one getting a win and uh, but is that true of
0: our congresswoman Pingree I mean do you actually believe that to be true that she's in a cage fight down in Washington right now and, and not putting the interests of her constituents ahead of her party? Uh,
1: I don't believe that to be true of Congresswoman Pingree. I think she's a a good person who works hard. I think it's time for independent representation, however, that is uh, more able to work across the aisle and represent the interests of a variety of of main businesses and main people throughout the 1st Congressional District. and I I intend to have that focus. I'll always have an open door to members of industry and uh, and you know members of uh, of any type of uh, constituency. So uh, yeah, I'll be working very very hard on that. And uh, I do intend to to take the role a little bit differently. You know, I'll be coming to your uh, high school graduation and and you know uh, to to give out a. a participate in an Eagle Scout ceremony or something like that. I, 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 uh, I'm very much uh, somebody who is, uh, you know, coming to the Friday night football game and that kind of thing. So out in the community, uh, I keep that a real focus. And uh, I, I think, like I said earlier, that's something that I really, really enjoy about the role, and I intend to bring that uh, sense to my service in Washington, D.C., which is to say, you know, I think there is this big element of just being the front door of government and being able to uh, help people with any issue uh, because you have an open door across all kinds of uh, government agencies, partisan or not. And uh, I keep that front and center all the time. If I can help somebody with with a complex federal issue, Uh, just like I've been able to do at the state level. uh, You know, that I really enjoy doing and I'll be focused on that all the time.
0: Washington is, I think, humming with the Bob Mueller investigation. And, And everyone, I think, in the United States is paying attention because of the serious issues that are being investigated. Congresswoman Pingree has stated publicly that she supports legislation that would protect Robert Mueller's investigation from the discretion of the president. Right now, President Trump has the power to basically fire Jeff Sessions and and stop the the investigation. Mm-hmm. If you are elected to Congress as the first congressional district representative, would you support legislation that would protect the Mueller investigation?
1: Yeah, I would support it as well. I mean, I, I think that we, uh, you know, you've got we've got to let that uh, run its course, see what the see what uh, the facts are, whatever they may be, but I think there's, uh, I, I can't see any path to where that would make any sense at all to halting that investigation. I think we've got to let that run its course.
0: Now, you have uh, celebrated in some of your press releases the recent endorsement by several prominent Republicans. And is it fair to say that in order for you to win, given the ranked choice voting, you need to kind of harness the votes of a significant portion of unenrolled voters plus a lot of republicans is that kind of the calculus
1: and a lot of democrats yes a I, lot need, of I, I need to i need to uh you know my message resonates with people of all political stripes and uh i think that people are sick of the two-party uh you know just tearing each other to pieces all the time instead of doing the work and uh you know it that does that that's all people of all uh, political stripes respond to that. And uh, I'm very honored to have those endorsements uh, across the aisle and, um, you know, look forward to uh, the opportunity to talk to more, uh, more political leaders and and more people that are interested in my campaign all the time and um, excited about more of those endorsements uh, coming in.
0: Um, Do you have a pet
1: I do. I have, uh, I'm, I'm an avid uh, hunter, and one of the things that I do is train uh, bird dogs, and I have an English setter uh, named Milo. He's, a, uh, he's probably more of a house dog than he is a hunter. He comes to the bus stop every day <laughs> with the kids, and uh, um, I did just have him out. Uh, my 12-year-old daughter has become uh, quite the dog trainer, and uh, we were out uh, training uh, with him. Yesterday afternoon. That's, that's nice fun. Year. Yeah, that is. And I, you should know, by the way, that I, I grew up on a Jersey dairy farm, and you are looking at the winner of the Windsor County, the Windsor Fair political poll cow milking competition. Congratulations! So I did win that. Yes,
0: I did see that. I, I did see that. That's that, that's very exciting. Oh, that's so funny. Um, are there any other awards that you'd like to? Um, yeah, I'm going to
1: start going to all the cow milking competitions from here on out. How about that? I uh, I used to have to milk the cows uh, starting from when I was eight years old before the school bus game in the morning. So uh, I can milk a cow in seven minutes and that's Three or four gallons. So uh, have you, uh, I'm on it. <laughs> Congresswoman
0: Pingree have any hand-to-hand combat with mil- the milking thing? Because she's pretty good. She's very, very good. Yeah. I have <laughs> yeah. to say, I, I was think super that could be impressed. Very so and fun it's kind to watch.
1: of a funny thing. Well, I did beat her in this competition. Okay, I wasn't. Sure However, she was there. I mean, you know, I was fortunate in that I they, there were enough co- uh, participants that there needed to be. Uh, heats so to speak so there were I, I think i went second and she went fifth or something so that favored me to be fair and
0: because the cow was a little bit more yeah like, yeah there was more yeah. milk to
1: to, to to get and uh, um, so my mother joanne groman wrote this famous in farming circles keep book called keeping a family cow so it's sort of the original back to the land uh, published in 1975 small farming book and congresswoman pingree it was kind of tell kind of enough to tell me that she has a copy of that book, so I'm gonna get her an autographed copy from my mom, Joanne, and we had a wonderful uh, laugh about it. Well, that's <laughs> that's nice. Uh,
0: so you are um, running as an independent for Congress, but you have served in the legislature, and um, you served as a Democrat, and then you unenrolled, and now are running as an independent. Um, in the legislature, um, one of the votes that you took with the Republicans was to roll back the minimum wage hike. And um, I guess I want to know, what is your position on the minimum wage? What do you think the minimum wage should be? And why uh, do you oppose what the referendum said it should be, that the, the majority of the, the people went out and voted In uh, 2016, regarding the minimum wage. Yeah,
1: no, good question. I, um, I think we all start with wanting uh, people to make uh, more money and uh, completely support uh, that goal. And you know, as a as a person who's run a large manufacturing company myself with uh, uh, 50, 60, 70 employees, uh, really. There's nothing more rewarding in seeing somebody advance and be able to make more money, and I think that's a great thing. I think there are a couple of things that we risk with the, uh, with the way the minimum wage is, cha- is changing. And you know, there's already one element of that referendum, which I think there was wide consensus uh, related to the way the tip credit worked, that the legislature changed, and I was part of changing that as well. Uh, to maintain the tip credit structure, and within talking to employers, including uh, just meeting with a large seasonal employer last week with with uh, um, four hundred uh, plus employees, talking about how they're cutting hours, they're open less, they're ha- they're losing business to New Hampshire, and those are none of the things that anybody wants, and they aren't. Productive as far as individuals being able to have more take-home pay. So that's really what it's been about for me. Can we get that minimum wage up a little higher? Uh, Yes, I sure hope so. But are we putting employers, particularly rural employers, and this is one thing that I think really gets missed in this, and the next legislature, really, I think should take a hard look at this. Uh, As a kid that grew up in rural Western Maine, I gotta tell you, it's hard to find jobs in rural Maine and you have this effect where you know, some of the advocates of this might say, well, why don't they just raise their prices? Well, you know what? <laughs> that may be, but it has the effect of driving, peop- driving businesses into, uh, out of rural areas. And, and that's the last thing that we want to do. So, you know, for a variety of reasons, I do think that the wage, which is bumping Quickly now, on these uh, on these employers is pushing small rural main businesses out of business. I've heard it over and over, and uh, the data supports that. And I that's the last thing that anybody wants. I got to tell you. So um, yeah, being able to work on that in a bipartisan manner, uh, you know, successfully in the one instance and. Uh, unsuccessfully in the other is spent a lot of time heard from many many businesses around it and uh, do think that we ought to keep having that discussion.
0: Right now there is approximately 19 percent of women serving in the United States House of Representatives including Shelley Pingree. Um, Are you concerned that there's not more diversity in Washington representing a big diverse country like the United States?
1: You know I I can't Sit here and make an argument that we should have more party diversity and not argue for obviously greater diversity i mean i think it's all about representation so that's you know clearly there's a lack of uh of uh, reflecting the overall uh, uh you know populace of the united states and that needs to change
0: does it give uh, you pause that you're attempting to unseat um, somebody who's sitting on the Appropriations Committee who has been recognized by Fortune magazine as um, you know one of the leaders in the food reform movement behind the you know United Nations <laughs> World. Uh, Shelley Pingree won in the two, 2014 she was named by Fortune magazine as the second most innovative woman in food this is in the world in 2017 she was given the James Beard Foundation leadership um, award I mean does it concern you that you're trying to kind of
1: I don't think that James Beard lives in the district (laughs) I mean look I think that uh, you know we we have an election every two years and and the person who that the voters choose is the is the uh, best qualified and feel represents them the best should go down there And, uh, you know, that's uh, that's up to them. It's it's not up to me. But I'm sure Congresswoman Pingree would tell you the same thing. I mean, we we uh, you know, you look for as an elected official that uh, that chance to to make your case. And uh, we we you know, all of us running have it.
0: Is there any specific bill that she has voted on or position that she has taken that you disagree with? I th- and, and I mean Congresswoman Pingree.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I think in general, I'm always going to be somebody who, uh, who believes in the, the economic success of, of Mainers, of, of building businesses, building careers, being the right way forward for us. We'll go back to my quote from Walt Tongus, you know, with the with the economic engine being the thing that drives all social progress. So I keep that kind of thing front and center. So I feel as though, you know, the the Democratic Party writ large has tended to abandon the business community to a certain extent, and uh, I I do differ in that area.
0: Uh, so you are a business person and. Um so is Congresswoman So I think you have that both in common. Yep. Um, You support the Trump tax cuts, um, and I believe as a legislator, you supported the um, tax conformity as well, correct? You know,
1: I worked super hard on that thing. That is a, a, uh, as an independent, that's one of my proudest achievements, working on our tax conformity package. That was complete gridlock. Uh, If you kind of go back through, uh, grab a link from Maine Public, you'll see that the House Independents uh, proposed a compromise, and that compromise uh, got to uh, the Senate President's desk together with uh, Speaker Gideon's desk, and and uh, they used that as a jumping off point, and that's a great piece of legislation in my view, and that's the promise of uh, what it can do. It's it's. Uh, you know lowering taxes for low-income people and uh continuing to push forward uh great elements that not enough people know about which are the property tax fairness credit and the earned income tax credit i you know always working with my constituents all the time. that these these are credits that you can get whether you Owe tax or a tax you are owed a tax refund or not so please take advantage of them so though that that piece of legislation built off of the federal tax cuts and jobs act is a is an excellent excellent outcome in my view that um, is really helping people across the uh, uh, the low-income spectrum and I'm super super pleased about that and uh, feel as though sometimes that we as the independents should have maybe said more to try to talk about how we did find the middle ground on that one, but it's it's probably our proudest achievement, and uh, I'm, I'm pleased about that, yeah, I am.
0: The tax bill that you're proud of, um, and congratulations on that. Thank you. Um, the concern that I have is that it's, it's to conform Maine's tax code with the federal tax cuts, and uh, it just strikes me as a somewhat hypocritical on the part of Republicans down in Washington to tout their fiscal conservatism when in fact they're running up a federal deficit and these low corporate tax rates appear to be providing these corporations just the ability to buy back corporate stocks and it hasn't actually raisen, risen the standard of living for, for regular families. So how do, you, how do you jive being fiscally conservative and supporting those tax cuts?
1: Look, I mean, I think that a company, as they work through uh, the economic decisions that they're making, um, you know, in these times, they better be rewarding their employees or they're not going to be able to keep their employees. And I do think we're starting to see some wage growth now. Which is great, and that's what we want, um, and and uh, so I think that's the promise of, of what we uh, hopefully can can deliver.
0: Okay, last chance. I know we're we're going over the half an hour. Um, last question, rather. Um, do you support a woman's um, right to choose when it comes to abortion?
1: I do. I am uh, I am pro-choice, uh, and uh, and uh, proudly so.
0: Thank you very much, Marty Groman, and I wish you the best of luck.
1: Thank you, Cynthia. Thanks for uh, all you do, and and this great podcast. Uh, welcome to Maine's growing and excellent uh, podcast community, and uh, it's a great addition. And uh, I, I enjoy it very much.
0: Oh, so give a quick plug to listeners for your podcast. So if they uh, want to I've to it. been
1: doing a hobby podcast. It's called the Grow Maine Show since twenty thirteen. Um, and uh, celebrating Maine startups and entrepreneurs. I think I'm up to my 83rd episode, which features Chris Chris Claudio of WinXNet, so the Grow Maine show, which is a play on my last name, Groman, wherever you find your podcasts.
0: Thank you very much.
1: (laughs) Thank you.